Hello and welcome to Longevity Now, the place for all your news and views about life extension from around the world. In the struggle against aging and disease, many people turn to supplements, various nutrients and compounds, in the hopes to feel better, live longer, and become smarter. It is a lightly regulated industry and thus many people are skeptical about the effectiveness of the supplements and the companies behind them. In this podcast, we talk to an industry insider who sells a patented antioxidant compound to find out what he thinks of the effectiveness of supplements and the industry as a whole. And now I'm very pleased to welcome to the Longevity Now podcast, Greg McPherson. Thank you very much for having me along. Well, first off, for those in the audience who might not be familiar with you or your company, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in the supplement business. All right, thanks, Justin. So I'm a pharmacist by trade. Studied at Otago University in New Zealand far too long ago. My career has been around uh, pharmacy, but very, very interested in anti-aging, nutritional supplements. Uh, through various winding roads, um, I've ended up working with a, a company that has a, a novel mitochondrial targeted antioxidant. Okay, and then the supplement industry certainly has seemed to become more sophisticated and more expansive across the world in recent years, of course, with advancing science. Most people would say, though, that most of the supplements out there on the market are mainly just slowing aging by a little bit or they're kind of anti-aging supplements versus true rejuvenation type products or things that would reverse aging. How do you view the current uh, supplement industry and in particular perhaps the, uh, the antioxidant supplement that you produce? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's like I think it's a fascinating journey that the uh, the industry is is going on, and I think, um, like you say, it is becoming more and more sophisticated. I think in, that's been driven by consumers and becoming more and more sophisticated. So I think you know back in the day when you could put some supplements in a jar and um, and label it, and people would just take it without question, are uh, coming to an end. And consumers are looking for products that are just keep them well, if you will, um, they want some real benefits. And I think, um, I guess, within the community of longevity, there is more sophisticated consumer again. But in general, we are seeing companies needing to do more and more research to back up the claims of the benefits of these supplements. And along with that research, we're starting to see products which are actually perhaps delivering on some of the promise that has been made over the last few decades, which may not actually have been quite accurate. That brings me to another point about what I see in many popular press articles and many regulatory agencies around the world. Notable scientists at some universities say it's almost all snake oil. Yet, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. People definitely uh, like their supplements. Based on your previous answer, I would tend to think you would suggest that the supplements are getting more effective and that we can expect to see more benefit from them. Absolutely. I think that with each advancing year, we're making significant progress. And I guess this wonderful biological machine that is our body is continually opening up its secrets. And um, as these get opened up, we've got opportunities to interject, if you will, intervene and, um, and create compounds and supplements that actually do start to deliver on the promise. And I think there's a, we've got a wee way to go before we get 
complete rejuvenation, but certainly there are supplements out there right now that on face value appear that they could be quite and quite significantly impactful on longevity. Back to the question of regulatory agencies. Is that one of the more difficult things of operating a supplement business, especially when you sell all over the world? How do you deal with the different regulations from so many different countries? Yeah, look, it is a real challenge, Justin, and, and really there is a certain language that one uses in the supplement industry. We can absolutely not make any medical claims, obviously. As soon as we do that, then um, we can butt up against regulatory bodies such as the FDA, um, TGA, etc. around the world. So we have to be quite careful what we say. In fact, many times it's very difficult because uh, we might be able to do something, but um, we certainly can't talk about it. So uh, there is, when we you read on bottles that it may support this and it could help that. We're really trying to hint about what the, uh, what the compound's potential is, but certainly it's out of bounds to actually make a claim. Sure. And that brings me to another question that a uh, Longevity member wanted to ask. Does marketing trump science in general in the supplement industry right now? Look, I'm afraid it does. The more money you've got to uh, put your brand in front of people, absolutely. I think of science trump marketing, then uh, these supplements that uh, are really effective would be much, much more widely adopted. So when you've got science, the best way to do is, is to communicate it. And really it's about your compound, your, your supplement, as long as it works, people talk about it, and away you go. And on that theme of marketing trumping science in the supplement industry, how does one avoid illegitimate supplements out there? How does one get through the marketing hype? It's really difficult and um, I had a situation last year with our supplement where uh, we've got a specific targeted antioxidant and one of the antioxidants that's related to us jumped on the back of research that we had out and basically told everybody that research we'd done was completely applied to their supplement which is, is very frustrating but it's also very difficult to do anything about. So as a consumer it is incredibly difficult to work out the wheat from the chaff if you will and uh, the best way is, is doing a deep dive, really investigating a supplement, getting happy with the science and also getting that backed up with consumer feedback as well because uh, you know we can tell you that we're wonderful but there's nothing better than a consumer who's able to uh, give that feedback, independent feedback essentially. So places like Amazon, where we've got no control over what consumers say, that's got to be the very best place for you to go and get your research, at least verify what you believe from the research. Sure. One thing I know that many supplement buyers do to avoid illegitimate supplements or snake oil is to look for third-party COAs or certificate of analyses. What do you see as the usefulness of COAs that someone might see on a website? Because that's the way most people are doing shopping around the world. They go to different websites and they might see a COA, they might not. Do you yeah. think that is somewhat of a gold standard people should look for? Well, look, the trickiness of all of this is you've, that's great if you've got a brand you can trust, but uh, like everything, it's important you've got to be able to trust what you see. So, look, some sites have them, some sites don't. I think. It's more, I mean, that's, it's obviously important and it's obviously useful. And I think you can even ask for a COA as well, should you be looking at a supplement. But it really comes down to trusting the company, I think is the primary goal. If you're happy with that, then um, whether you see a COA or not, I don't think it's, it matters too much. So getting to know the company is one of the better ways to trust the supplement provider, uh, such as 
say, emailing them, if they respond, if you can carry on a scientific discussion with them about their particular supplement, you would uh, consider that as a good starting method for trusting a company? Absolutely. So I think you're forming a relationship, certainly engaging with the company, looking out around the web just to make sure that they are on face value reputable, that they've got good feedback from consumers, and then just the science. There is no excuse for not to have good science now, especially within the uh, for a sophisticated supplement consumer. Um, I think that's key. And another longevity member wanted to know about starting perhaps a supplement business for themselves. It seems like there's a large and growing diversity of products out there. Many people have cognitive enhancers or stacks that they want to promote or sell. Uh, what do you think about the supplement industry in that regard? Is it getting too full for new players? Look, I'm, I'm really excited, I think, for specifically the, uh, the nootropic sector. I think there's a, a great opportunity if someone can come to the market, certainly solving a, a huge need out there. I think the, the key thing will be making sure that your uh, ingredients are, are top-notch and coming from reputable suppliers. But if you can create a brand and you can back it up, then I think uh, it's, it's a great opportunity. And I think it's, it's a little left field right now for the main companies. So there's a real opportunity there, a real gap for someone to come in and build a reasonably substantial business, I believe. So I would, yeah, I would encourage people, if this is where they want to track down, that it's an area which is so new that in probably, I'd say, five to ten years' time, that's when the major companies will start to uh, venture into that area. So that gives you plenty of room to develop a brand and a sizable business. Now, you produce a targeted antioxidant. Have you thought about branching out into some different supplements in the future or perhaps some other rejuvenation type technologies? Do you foresee your company doing that in the future? We've got our hands full with our particular compound. So we're focused on building out formulas that include that compound. So at the moment, we don't have any other compounds that we're actively evaluating. For us, it's establishing this, I guess, the core compound that we've got, which is a mitochondrial targeted antioxidant. It's, it's unique enough, it's, it has a patent, so that pretty much means that we're uh, busy for the next uh, seven to ten years commercializing it and, and getting it out there. So sure. um, one thing I've learned is you just focus on the one thing and do it well. Yeah. Well, uh, one last question here. How about you personally? Uh, what do you do to stay healthy and slow down aging uh, besides perhaps your own targeted antioxidant? Any other uh, advice for people out there or what uh, you do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's exercise is the single best intervention that you can do. It's easy for some people, not so much for others, but you know, getting out there and doing at least two hours of exercise a week, if not three, is ultimately the very best thing you can do. Then um, you top up with a antioxidant, especially a targeted one. That's a you know, different topic, antioxidants as a whole. I, I sometimes think regular antioxidants are both good and bad because, as we know, free radicals, we have good free radicals and bad free radicals, and, and just taking a broad-spectrum antioxidant may actually interfere with the good free radicals as well. So take a good antioxidant and then take a good anti-inflammatory. We age because we rust out and we wear out. So if we can take care of both the rusting, if you will, with a good antioxidant, and if we can take care of the wearing out with a good anti-inflammatory supplement, then uh, you've got most of your bases covered. 
And then after that, if you've got special requirements for organs or diseases or what have you, you target those conditions with a specific supplement that works for you. But if you do that, obviously eat well until the, uh, the major rejuvenation products come onto the market, then you're in good hands. Well, I wish you much success in the future with your business. And thank you very much, Greg, for joining us on Longevity Now. Thank you very much for the opportunity for the chat. So, some caution is warranted when purchasing the latest and greatest supplements from around the world. Don't forget that the Longevity Forum is a great place to engage with other anti-aging enthusiasts to evaluate what works, what doesn't, and what might be fraudulent. Until next time, I'm Justin Lowe.